This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And welcome into Poke Bear episode 74. Connor, episode 74. The the Jake DeBrusque episode. The Jake DeBrusque episode. I'm Evan Marinovsky. That is Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You actually kind of like beat the Bruins in a sense. Like you had COVID before everybody else did. So you were kind of like ahead of the curve in a sense. You were trending before. You were like kind of a hipster on this. In a sense. All, all, yeah, things yeah. Consi- all things considered, I was like probably one of the safer people attending that game on, on Tuesday against <laughs> Vegas. So I uh, can't say the same for most other people in the building, but at least for me, I was in the clear. But uh, yeah, not great right now, Evan. It's going to be one, it, it's a situation where a lot of news going on. So like by the time this drops tomorrow, like it could be drastically different from what goes on, which like usually we catch flack for it being a situation where it's like, all right, recording like before a game and a lot of the narratives changed. I think last week we were talking about like, well, we'll see if like Omar can do well, who knows? And then he rattles off like two <laughs> wins on the road. So we'll see what happens. Cause I assume people all know what we're going to be talking about today and who knows what the Bruins rush is going to look like tomorrow. Yeah, and also the other thing was uh last week we thought that this episode might be the one that Jake DeBrusk gets traded, and we were pumped because episode 74. And if that happens, if Jake DeBrusk is traded, which I don't imagine that will happen because of the COVID situation, but if he was traded after we recorded this, I would throw my laptop against the wall and yes. uh, it just wouldn't be a good scene. Both, both um, us and the listeners would all be in the same boat in that regard. Yes, pissed. Just pissed. Uh, but to catch everybody up for what we know now, Craig Smith was put into uh, COVID protocol Tuesday morning. After Bruins practice Tuesday, Brad Marchand was put into COVID protocol. All th- during that time, the Calgary Flames basically shut down. How many do they have at this moment in protocol? It's like 12 or 17, right? It's between that. No, isn't it like like over 20 now? It's because they, be. they, they announced a whole bunch on Wednesday with like, I think it was like, what, like nine more players and like seven total support staff. So I think it's like 20 plus total yeah. now which is ridiculous yes because wednesday alone was i think 17 yeah and then plus the ones before so they're shut down the canucks have their COVID issues uh the oilers have COVID issues Everyone. all teams yes nashville they, oh, most nashville most teams have COVID issues at this moment the islanders just had a ton of COVID issues so it's i hate this i hate this so much and obviously uh wednesday morning patrice bergeron went into COVID protocol we're recording this at 4 15 on wednesday so again, someone could go into COVID protocol after and we just might have missed it. What are you going to do? Like it's recorded before then. I am, I, I just want to say before we get in there and into everything, I don't want to talk about COVID. I don't. Nobody wants to. This is so annoying. I am, I was thinking about this driving today, just driving aimlessly, <laughs> just driving. Uh, I am so sick. I, I'm so worn down from talking about this because remember all the episodes we spent Mm-hmm. Uh, after the after the 1920 season was cut short 
and uh, the next season hadn't started and then or the next playoffs hadn't started. And then after that, from like October until January, we just did more COVID. I don't want to talk about this. And I know that COVID is going to shove itself right back into the forefront over the next few months. And I, and I think we're all just sick of it. Just completely yeah. fucking sick of it. So Yeah, I, I mean, it's one of those things where I've obviously a lot of my content this week has involved COVID because, like it or not, it is part of the story. And I get comments like, enough of this, you know, propaganda bullshit. Like, I enjoy writing about this, right? Like, I'm actually <laughs> yeah, enjoying. Fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting a spin on editorializing my content when the Bruins are dropping top six players left and right. Like, I'm doing it just to solely just to, to pick at you and, and annoy the crap out of you. That's exactly why I'm doing it. Like, no one wants to write about this shit right now. No one wants to talk about this. We thought we were in the clear. You look back at, like, that Islanders series, uh, you know, back in the spring and how great that was because it finally felt like we were over the hurdle. Everyone's sick of it. Like everyone, like it's, it's disheartening. You know, that's what Taylor Hall mentioned that, you know, everyone's vaccinated. Everyone's following protocols. You think you're over this. And now we're back at square one where you're for the Bruins. You're right now, at least barring any schedule changes, you're trudging ahead without two thirds of your top line. And who knows what Thursday brings. It could be, Pasternak, it could be a whole bunch of other guys. Like, I mean, Brad Marchand was out on the ice on Tuesday during morning skate and got put in protocol right after it. So who knows what happens? Like, it's it's a, a shitty situation for everyone involved. Like, I take no solace in writing about it, as does anyone else. No one wants to talk about this. No one wants to go into this holiday season worried about, you know, variants and read about that or anything like that. Like, no one wants to, to dwell on this, but... It's a reality situation, and for the Bruins, it's staring you right in the face now, as is the case with pretty much every other team in the league right now. No, I, no one wants to talk about this. Nobody does. I, I like as you said, like this is. We thought we were done with this, and I and it annoys me as you said to see people being like, oh, oh, you know, they, they, you know, they, they shouldn't be testing or all these things. And it's just like I, I just want it. I, I want all of it gone. I just want to go back to hockey. It's where it's fun and. I, that's what I want to. I'd rather spend this episode, and we will spend some of this episode. By the way, it's not going to be all COVID, but there's still uh, there's still too much COVID in this. It, it um, is. It is though, like the COVID episode. This is yes. this is the re- return of the yeah, <laughs> return of the COVID. Yes. Yeah. Um. I was I was about to tweet today. Uh, COVID co- COVID finally went too far. It got Patrice Bergeron, but then I realized some people who were not Bruins fans might see that and be like, you know, COVID killed like a million people, and I'll be like, I know. But, you know, Patrice Burr, can't, you can't touch Patrice Burr on these things. I mean, come on. Um, but yes, obviously these are huge losses in the, I mean, three of your six in the top six are now in protocol. Uh, Smith and Marshan cannot play until I believe it's December 27th. Yeah. Or December 26th or not. December it, 27th would be their first game. So I think Bergeron is technically on that same timetable. I want to say math is hard, but I want to say he's back yeah. there around that same time, but barring any, crazy changes you're without at least yeah three of your guys in your top six for the next five games which is great that the Bruins schedule after all those stopping starts and four or five days off you get through all that now the schedule ramps up and now you've got a, a covid potential outbreak here so everything that is that could go wrong has kind of gone wrong in the season so it's not exactly all that surprising but it's very frustrating how the schedule is mapped out and I'm sure we'll talk about the schedule a little bit later on in the show as well Yes, that will also come up. Some Disney on Icelander might come through. So if you have yes. kids in the car, cover their ears. Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry, Olaf. Yeah, sorry. Get I'll, I'll get to Disney on Ice later because I have a Disney on Ice story uh, later in the show. Um, 
but so the Bruins without Smith and Marshan played the Vegas Golden Knights Tuesday night. And it was about as bad a game as I've seen them play, I think, this year. I mean, that was a just colossal, like, no-show. So the question is, how much of that is COVID? How much of that is you didn't show up? And I think it is both. I think ultimately it is you clearly missed Martian and Smith, but you did nothing to make up for those losses. Yeah, no, I think it's one where you have to chalk it up to, as you said, a little bit of both of like, it's so funny how like the, the fan base, especially this year, whether it be through like reading comments or just like getting the the pulse of people, how like up and down this team can be over the span of like a win or a loss. I mean, you go from like just this past weekend, like you get an overtime uh, point against Vancouver, which all things considered, considering how they're playing uh, right now, like you should maybe draw the silver linings out of it. And all of a sudden it's doom and gloom. We can't, we can't beat, uh, you know, anyone. It's time to blow it up, trying to sell everyone. Like Mike Milbury's <laughs> leading the charge to trade Bergeron. And then they beat Edmonton and Calgary on the road. And all of a sudden people are like, oh, you know what? They just need that second line center. We're good to go. Like it's flip-flopping back and forth. Now all of a sudden it's, it's you lose to Vegas, get waxed by them. And all, and all of a sudden it's back to blowing it all up. So, uh, you know, that being said, it was like the closest thing I can remember to a game like that. Maybe it wasn't as lopsided, but it was like that game where uh, the Capitals absolutely obliterated the Bruins. What was it? They dropped eight goals on them. And it's like right from the start, you're like, all right, this game's like just chalk it up as an L. Like that's that was how opening night of that was opening night of uh, 2018 19. Oh, no, the one where the Capitals it was right before the Taylor Hall trade. Remember, they got smoked. Oh, yes, where, I remember like, the this, game, that yes. game was automatically over right away. Like, it was like pretty much a scheduled loss, and then they traded for Hall right after it. Like, that's what this one felt like. And maybe it wasn't as lopsided uh, of a final score, but sure felt like it. I mean, they couldn't get. Much of anything generated in the offensive zone, which if there's one weakness right now with Vegas, it's their defense, and especially Robin Leonard's not playing that well, but didn't face a lot of high-quality chances. And then Swayman wasn't great. Defense really let in some, uh, you know, had the, you know, got the puck behind them quite a bit and really labored. So all in all, like a really crappy loss. So I think it's one thing where you can draw both the fact that, you know, they're dealing with COVID issues, they're dealing obviously without, a guy like Marchand, who we've talked about before, is I think right up there with, as being a league MVP, which like his heart trophy candidacy is probably like validated with each game he misses because of how much they miss him out there. But um, you also have to look at it in terms of like weighing the, the situation of, you know, coming back from road trip, playing Vegas, who has actually been playing pretty well. Like they're finally starting to heat up. I think they've averaged like five goals a game since uh, the start of December, I want to say. So it was kind of a perfect sum of everything going haywire. Like, we'll see what happens moving forward. Like, is it time to, like, you know, start the narrative of, like, blowing it up or missing the playoffs? Probably not yet, but still, I think you have to be cognizant of the fact that if they do play these games going forward, it's going to be some tough sledding ahead, right? Like, you're going to have to ask a lot of, you know, Olmark or Swayman to kind of grind you through some of these games, uh, Offense is probably going to be at a premium. You don't even know how the lineup's going to shake out or if, again, they lose more guys. So um, all things considered, like the schedule coming up at least is a little bit lighter in terms of like, you know, they're facing the Islanders who are struggling. Montreal is in a rough spot. Ottawa, they dropped eight goals against the Florida Panthers a few days ago, but still like they're still a rebuilding team. So it's not like you're going up against like a full gauntlet. But that being said, we've talked time and time again about how key both Bergeron and Martian are to this team right now. So, uh, you know, they can still grind out points, but the product on the ice might be, uh, 
might be a little tough to watch over the next couple of days if they do play these games because you're really going to have to scrap together some offense, especially at five-on-five five play. Yeah, and the other thing, uh, the, the Vegas Golden Knights entered Tuesday night basically in the same spot out west yeah. that you were, the second wild card spot. Both teams are teams that should be content, or a lot of people thought should be contending for the cup. The Vegas Golden Knights, I think, are going up. The Bruins are kind of stagnating in the middle, maybe even going down. I actually just saw... I don't know if you saw this, but this just drops. Yes. Frank Zarathalli. Yes, breaking woo woo. Breaking news. Frank Zara Spaghetti uh tweeted or retweeted Richard Southern saying breaking starting Saturday at twelve oh one AM. Not twelve AM, but twelve oh one. Ontario is introducing capacity limits of fifty percent for indoor entertainment venues, meeting and event spaces, sports venues with like indoor capacity greater than a thousand people, as well as movie theaters and casinos. Um so I don't know if that's going to trickle down to the U.S. I don't think it will, but I have no idea. So I don't know. <laughs> I have no. I have no clue what to expect. What the mandate's going to be? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't. I don't want to speculate. I'm not going to sit here and speculate what Boston's going to do because I have no freaking idea. Um, it's probably. I mean, I would say me speculating on regulations in Boston probably not that safe of a bet, right? I mean, I have no freaking idea. But what is a very good bet? is going to our good friends over at Bet Online. Absolutely, Evan. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the match to the playoffs and the Bruins try to stay afloat in the standings. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online with a game stats. With a game stats. It's funny. You, uh, someone tweeted at you a picture of a Duncan Jeep. Uh, or was yes. it Duncan Carr? And yes. they said it must be you. I, that, actually high, person... I actually went to high school with that guy. So okay, well, what was to say? Maybe he was the one. I didn't know that, but he's the one who stopped you on the road. That, and maybe, uh, maybe like uh, you came never out of know. The brush. Just <laughs> came out of the brush, out of the highway. It's it's, well, it's, it's like, crazy. So, no one has thankfully like uh, you know I haven't heard a lot of it really recently. Even though I will say, let's well, as an aside. To give a shout out, uh, that I was at the SOA market celebrating, mm. you know, my freedom from, uh, <laughs> from, right. from quarantine, fully quarantined, by the way. So don't, don't worry, everyone. I did not, uh, I should have, last episode, event. I should have wore a mask. I should have wore a mask last episode. I know. Oh, geez. That, that would like really like ruin the entire <laughs> thing of just having it there. But, uh, you know, we, uh, were there and got some lovely Blackbird donuts. Got a shout mm. out. We got a shout out, you know, people saying we're listening to the podcast. So shout out to my guy, uh, Riley, who gave a shout out to the pod, said he listens. So thank you very much. And donuts, freaking great. Awesome. I know where I'm going for my donuts next time uh, I'm in the area. That's 100% sure. That's that's for facts. I will absolutely be going there. Um, thank you to him. Thank you to all the listeners, obviously. Yes, I'm absolutely. Very grateful for everybody. Um, 
But that's awesome. That's hilarious. He, he came out of the brush. He can't, he, he stopped you in the, in the, yeah. in the market and said, nobody beats that. See, it would have been so, if he said that, I would have been if, like, if, if someone actually went up to me and said nobody beats that, I, I can't tell you how absolutely rattled I would actually be. <laughs> I was, someone swerves into me on the pike. Yes, like, Whoa. Exactly. I had to tell you, I'd be like, damn, I kind of respect that. Um, been in my car. Yeah. Yeah. Speak, yeah, <laughs> my car's totaled. Oh, you don't have insurance? Okay, yeah. you said uh, you said it, it, nobody beats that. Um, it's funny you mentioned high school, uh, Framingham High School. I was so excited. <laughs> this goes to show you when you're when you after you graduate, you don't have many things to look forward to. This is what Spoke Z told me: uh, is when you graduate, you don't have much there. Uh, and uh, Framingham High School was opening their hockey season. Supposed to be Wednesday night against rival Natick, and I was so excited to go and just check it out with some old high school hockey friends. Game got freaking canceled. Because of COVID. So it's just like, it's ruining everything nowadays. Um, everything's upside down. So I'm even got a, I even got a Starbucks coffee today. Everything is upside down today. Evan. Everything's upside down. That was, that's an I think you should leave reference, isn't it? Every, no, is that every, is that from I think you should leave? Everything is upside down. It might be, I don't know. Now people are really getting sure. Now, now people not only are we, Jeff not only are we, if he listens to this podcast, <laughs> it's just irate right now. So. so someone sent me his, uh, I rink you should leave Twitter accounts. This is hilarious. And I was like, oh, I actually know the guy who runs yeah, that. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, he's stopping always, me always hits. now. Yes. Oh, always hits. He has something for everything. I'm I'm not I am not that witty, I'll admit it. Um speaking, people are getting so angry that we're going this far off the path of Bruins. Like we have gone. This is what so you get, guys. Off. People will tell me people people yelling at me in my comments and my stories. This is what you're gonna get, is I think you should leave instead of actual <laughs> content today. So this is yes. your fault. Speaking of canceled games though. Speaking of canceled games, uh, there there is a good chance they should not go to Canada this weekend. It's a bad idea. I don't know. I, obviously, they have to figure things out. Sofia Yerkshevich had tweeted that they're going to stay in New York longer to figure out what the deal is with them. The problem is, though, if you go to Canada and test positive, you have a 14-day quarantine in the country because you are not in America. Stuck, yeah, like you're stuck. You are in a different country. This is not America up in Canada. Um I don't know when you make these games up if you don't do them, because as you have said, they had all their breaks in the beginning of the season. They didn't, they, the back half of their schedule is just bitch packed with games. What do you do with this Canada trip? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they can like, of course, you know, this whole narrative can change, but this will will drop Thursday and they'll all of a sudden will wake up and there'll be five to six more positive cases. And like the games are just canceled outright. But like, even if like you're, at this current spot where you're missing three guys and who knows what, what else happens. Like if you're the Bruins, I'd be horrified about going to Canada for this, for this weekend trip. Because again, this point, you know, you look at the, you know, the, the domino effect of, you know, playing a team like Calgary and how those cases have spread. You look at a team like Carolina, you have to imagine, you know, you're rolling with the punches of, of at the very least anticipating probably more cases. So like what happens if, uh, you know, you finally, you know, have an actual case and you ring it up in Canada and you're stuck up there. Like what happens to a guy who's got family who you're spending Christmas in a hotel room up in Montreal or Ottawa or what have you? Like, you know, like how, how do you like go into this game expecting something like that when like it's a very good chance just based on the way this thing is spreading that like that very well could happen. Like you saw, I think Calgary, even before they canceled their games, uh, due to the number of cases, they didn't want to go to the U.S. just because they feared the border issue of going back and forth. So if that's if you're the Bruins and you're in a situation like this where you're very well staring at a at a, a two week quarantine, like 
I would be dreading having to play these games right now because especially you look at like the NHL, how they're going to approach this over the next few weeks, it's going to be just more testing, which considering the amount of cases that are spreading, is probably going to lead to more positive results. So like if you're a player up there, you have to be dreading like, you know, I, I can't imagine being any guy who, especially around this time of year, like if we're in like the dog days of January, February, what have you, like it, you know, it still sucks. Like I would not want to spend two weeks in a, a hotel room, uh, but around right around the holiday season two for that, uh, yeah, it's a brutal stretch. So uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm sure the Bruins can't be thrilled about uh, potentially facing that scenario. I mean, just look at Carolina. You've got Sebastian Ajo, Seth Jarvis, and I think like a, a trainer, um, like stuck up in Vancouver, and they like can't get out. Like I think they've been. And I believe is it is the trainer. I believe I read this. He is missing the the first Christmas of his With child. His child, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. awful. Like, and and uh, you know, there's mentioned ways, you know, can we get them out of the country through like a private charter or like even like an ambulance or something like you need like a medical <laughs> like or you need like a medical like uh mode of transportation or something to get through the border but like it seems like nothing's really budging right now so like if you're the bruins like shit man like how do you go into this when you've got this weighing on you and you've got this kind of looming in the background that like if just worse comes to worse and you trip it positive you know say goodbye to the holidays with your family like uh, i don't know i think for these games like this they need to take a long look at beyond just even if this stays at three cases, you've got to size things up and see like how just feasible this is with these restrictions, because I can't imagine any of these players are going to be thrilled once you cross over that border. And again, that's why they're going to probably stay in New York on Thursday or, you know, and test to see what happens. But what happens when you get up to Montreal? What happens when you have a day going to Ottawa? Like, you know, it's it's a shitty situation all around, but I can't imagine the players are going to be thrilled if they have to play those games up there this weekend. Yeah, I want nothing to do with those games. Sorry, there's no reason. I I don't know. I mean, I think there's way more important things and uh, games against Ottawa and Montreal in December. Yeah, and, you can, and, you can, I mean, you can find a way to make those like push those out. I feel like I feel like you can fi- as bad as the schedule is later in the season. There are times it's not like you're going across the country. Yeah, like you can. This isn't that far, and, and it's one of those things too. Where like I'm not, we're also not bringing this up just off of the fact that I'm sure most Bruins fans are like, yeah, let's postpone these games so like we can get Patrice Bergeron <laughs> and Brad Marchand back. Like, yeah, of course, like no shit, they would love to have those guys back. You want them for as many games as possible, but I think it's just more focusing on just the the implications from this quarantine and how many guys could get negatively impacted off of it. Just when it comes to family and around this time of the season, should be the most important thing beyond just scrapping together points against Montreal and Ottawa of two teams, you know? So it's, that's what should be the, the top priority in terms of impacting this. So we'll kind of see where the, where the cards fall over the next couple of days. Also, I, I hate to say this, but you know, the Bruins play the senators at 5 PM on Sunday, you know, you know, that is going to be a snooze fest, especially, especially if you're without, <laughs> without yeah. Bergeron and Marshan and, and Smith, that is going to be one you fall asleep in the middle of. Uh, but that, again, that's not the reason that we're sitting here saying the game should be canceled. I, the product in the ice is so different, whatever. I mean, then go out there with the Providence Bruins. Fine. It's that you're going, you're passing the border. You're going to a new country, like with different regulations and restrictions that you have to abide by. So. That's going to be a mess. I'm very interested to see what happens with that. Moving on, we, we've been hinting this the whole episode, the schedule. Now, the schedule is brutal in the second half. 
between, I believe it's February 2nd and February 23rd, the Olympic break is intact. So that is about three weeks in February. Obviously, the Olympics is so up in the air. Some people don't want to go. A lot of people do. But then you got to do like a five-week quarantine if you get in it. In China. In China, which they could change it at any moment. It's 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 China. Like anything could happen. So I I... I I would not be, I would not want to go to the Olympics as a player personally, but again, maybe that's why I'm not a player. I don't want it hard, bad enough, Connor. I don't want it. That's I think that's the issue. I don't have enough grit. Um, but uh, even during that three week break, there are I have not looked into this, but you have. There are tons of events scheduled at TD Garden during that. Correct? Yeah. So I mean, when the NHL first released their schedule back in the summer, they noted right away that like, all right. We're going with the assumption that, you know, players are going to go to the Olympics. We're going to carve out this three-week break. But if something arises, which, what do you know, it friggin' did, we have a backup schedule in place. So if we need to push games back and, you know, players aren't going to the Olympics, we can fill in that three-week gap with actual games. Which, if you're the Bruins, you know, I'm sure, I mean, no shit. You look at guys like Marchand or or McAvoy, guys, Pasternak, who haven't played in the Olympics, I'm sure it's would be devastating not to go, but from the, the team perspective, if you're able to fill in those gaps and kind of, you know, stretch out that crazy stretch of games down the stretch um, through those three weeks, man, all of a sudden it's a lot more manageable because right now they're sprinting literally to the finish line to then get into the playoffs to stop the grind of an actual cup run if they get there. So if, you know, if you wanted to find a silver lining out of missing the Olympics, it'd be all right. Like, well, the NHL announced back in the summer, you know, set aside that time. You know, if we have a, if we don't go to the Olympics, we will fill in those gaps and, you know, the schedule will be more manageable. Great. Uh, and then what happened is an arena is like, well, shit, I can make a shit ton of money during that stretch. So fuck you guys. I'm going to book everything anyway. So yeah, the Bruins, I think have like a uh, TD garden has what, like six straight days of Disney on ice. They've got like the weekend, which oh. shout out to the weekend for the Cheesecake Factory tweet. But like they got him, they got a whole bunch of other concerts all lined up. Obviously the Celtics were already going to be there. So that, you know, you expected those, but the rest of the schedule is already packed. So, you know, I think it was Emily Kaplan of ESPN noted it. I want to say like Elliot Friedman added it on his podcast a few days ago that even if the NHL eventually steps into the Olympics of like, listen, Games getting postponed, what have you. Like, we can't afford to send these guys to the Olympics if the league steps in. You're still probably not going to get, at this point, an opportunity to, you know, fill in some of those gaps in that three-week break with actual games. Because it's not just, you know, TD Garden. Multiple other arenas right away have booked out those three-day stretches. So, if you're the Bruins, you're like, well, all right. As you said, like, let's say they they postpone these games in Canada. You're going to add those now to this already crowded end of the season. Like, there's no gap in there that you could have, you know, made it easier on yourselves. And uh, it's just an uh, an ugly situation all around because you're looking at this point if you're the Bruins for any sort of silver lining of terms of making that schedule easier on yourself. And this was kind of the perfect opportunity and the league kind of mentioned it that, you know, you had to leave that window open. But money wins out, right? You could always make a lot more money. So you're stuck in a spot where now the Bruins – already didn't have a lot of runway to end the year. And now you could potentially have even more games down the stretch. Or, I mean, what happens, right? If the Bruins are fighting for a wild card spot in February or March, and you you lose another couple of guys for, you know, 10 days, you could have six or seven games in that stretch. Like, what can go wrong during that time? So, 
Uh, just again, when it rains, it pours. And again, it just seems like there's always more bad news coming with each new day for this team. So not a lot of positives out of this one. Oh, then black. No, except yeah, that that is by far the most, that'd be positive. Any episode. Um, I went to Disney on ice as a kid. Awful. Awful. Terrible. 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 It's awful. It's awful. And I had a snow cone and it sucked. It was awful. Like I remember like when you're a kid, you get the idea of a snow cone pitch to you. It's like the coolest shit in the world. Oh, and then yeah. I had it. It was awful. I don't remember what what happened during during the actual show. I imagine there was some Disney characters. I imagine mm. there was some skating. There was ice. It was advertised as that. I remember much. I was so rattled by how shitty my snow cone was. <laughs> just glazed over. I had a bad stale pretzel, so I I, I know how yeah. to feel in that sense. I just remember it was like, you know, advertised this, you know, like, oh my god, like these Dis- these amazing Disney characters are gonna be skating around the ice and it's gonna be exciting. And it's just like guys dressed as like Mickey Mouse, you know, doing twirls and stuff. It was like, you know, well, they should, have like a, they should like have a fight on the ice. They should like just yes. yeah, they should drop the gloves. Yeah, like blow guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I mean you got like Woody. Woody's like Woody's strapped up, right? Yeah, <laughs> dude's ready for battle. Yeah. Get him going. I mean, geez. Yeah. He's a sheriff, you know, I mean. There's glass around the ice. Just make it bulletproof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, but anyways, I, I yeah, no, I again, I think the schedule, There's again, there's no silver lining. There's nothing there that, like, you can't find a time where it's like, oh, that, you can go up to Ottawa and play these games. You know, oh, you can, you can go to Montreal to play this game. I have no idea. Um, and there, I also saw mention that there's there's talk of, putting the Olympics for hockey in like Seattle, because I don't yeah. believe climate change arena or climate, plan, climate change <laughs> arena, <laughs> whatever. It's your far from the first one. <laughs> well, Batman, uh, yes, notoriously did that. That was who did it. Climate pledge arena. I don't think there's anything scheduled during the Olympic breaks. So they're saying, have everyone go to Seattle and do it there, which I guess you could do. Um, maybe the Bruins play their games. This is crazy, but in different spots. So obviously not in Boston. You don't do remember uh do you remember when um things were so dull around here in COVID times in the winter last year that the idea was like they Dude, said, Oh, the Bruins have talked about Fenway. <laughs> oh, I was gonna oh, there was that too. I'm like, you know what they should do? They should bring back up to Manche Vegas. Remember then that was a storyline yes, for like yes. a week if they were gonna go to Manchester? <laughs> Just bring out to Manche Vegas. It'll be fine. Yes, yes. But there was there was Fenway, but I I'm saying like if you played a home game at uh like Ottawa during the Olympic yeah. break, let's say I don't know how you would do it, but like, oh the well, actually, the Bruins are away for it anyway, but it, just other games in yeah. general. So I don't know. I, it's It makes no sense to me. I don't know how this is going to play itself out. Again, this is such an evolving uh, story and issue that, again, like as we said, by the time this drops, could be in a completely different spot. New players, they can officially cancel. They might not cancel. It just sucks that we have to talk about it. It does. I'm sorry. It's so draining, and it's no fun for anyone to uh, have to talk about this or listen or read about this but it's very newsworthy right now and uh that's unfortunate we couldn't even get to the david backus comments did you see those you gave a david backus thing and i know we weren't going to talk about it but also there was the the bruce cassidy radio thing which i guess you know what it's people talking about it right now so we'll touch on it briefly uh, okay well end, we'll end on a fun note yeah we'll end on a fun <laughs> note i don't put much stock into to stuff that comes out of uh a, a show like that when you're not getting much of anything from it i think you've seen a lot of Bruins people already kind of knock it down in terms of just how credible it is. Um, and again, like, there's plenty of dynamics going on in the room that we don't know about, but 
still. Like, I, I don't know how you're going to get much of a, a headline out of, you know, a, a spot like this where, you know, uh, a player calls out, a, a coach calls out a player or a player calls out a coach or, or those things that go on behind closed doors. But beyond even the fact that, you know, that stuff happens in any locker room, I don't put a lot of validity or, or stuff into it. That's why I didn't make it a, that's why we didn't make it a big uh, storyline in our, in our show today. I'm not going to put much stock into it. And the more you talk about it, the more it draws exactly what you get out of, you know, dropping a story like that. So yes. probably that's how we should wrap this one up. Yes. No, I was looking at the, I was looking at the quote sheets of the tweet. Cause they, we'll, tagged, see, we'll like, see what Doug Emhoff like, says. Yeah. I was thinking, I wonder what Shaq thinks about this. Yes. Um, I, I, I look, I know how that works over there. I'm almost positive. I, I was not listening when this came down. My guess is they like threw this around and then a producer jokingly tweeted it. Uh, that would be my guess. I don't, I don't put any stock into this. Um, but so I was looking at the quote tweets because obviously it got quote tweeted a lot more than it got retweeted. And someone replied, uh, ETD would have had a goddamn field day with this nonsense. Yes. And I was like, yes, he definitely would have. Um, it was also David Backus comments. He yes. made on um, was it the Cam? It was a oh, uh, it was Andy Strickland, right? It was Strickland and Cam Jansen's podcast, yeah. and uh, Backus basically said in a nice way that they looked at hockey differently. And uh, Backus is more obviously of a you know, gr- grinded out type player, and Cassidy wanted guys entering the zone with the puck and things like that. Um, which I don't know if there's a lot there. Backus is gone now. Like far, also like that- far from surprising. Of course is gonna. Of course like I mean David Backus is a competitive athlete. Like I'm sure he's still chafed over the fact he didn't play in Game Seven of, of the Cup Final against his former team. Like of course like that's yeah natural. It's human being. Like you're gonna get pissed. Like and, and I'm sure they didn't see eye to eye. I mean why else would he get scratched all those games? Like of course that, that's gonna be that contention there between guys. Like and again it's. Like any other player in coach relationship, that happens all the time. So it's, you know, I don't think it's particularly surprising, especially in a guy like Bax's case where it clearly just didn't work out here. So, yeah, just interesting. I think a bigger topic with that is like, oh, you know, Felino, I guess, is kind of a similar ish type thing. And like Sweeney signed him to be coached under Cassidy, which, like, mm, mm, not great. Not great, but that's a topic for another day. We're saving that. <laughs> that topic is being just, saved. This is the Omicron episode. Yeah, this is the Omicron. This is this is COVID. We can't talk about it in the front office in this episode. Uh, but anyways, Connor, uh, what can the people look forward to over at Boston Sports Journal? Uh, well, we'll be continuing to monitor the situation with the state of this Bruins roster. I'm sure if they end up playing this game on Thursday, the lineup is going to be very different. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot Market. of tweets. Yeah, I'm sure uh, I'm going to get quite a few uh, tweets, you know, reaction gifs after I, you know, post the actual lineup of people being appalled. So we'll be breaking that down, breaking down the next steps, what they do this weekend up in Canada, all that stuff over at BSJ. So subscribe to bostonsportschannel.com. Want to follow me on Twitter? You can do that at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. You poke the bear listeners. Have a great rest of your day.